You're listening to The Voice, the podcast of IABC Ottawa. The number you have dialed. You're listening to The Voice, Episode 6. This episode is hosted by Graham McCatchick, an integrated communication strategist with extensive experience in national multi-partner campaigns. Welcome to this week's edition of The Voice. This is Graham McCatchick, and I'm here with Catherine Hendrick from K. Hendrick and Associates and Betsy Kitchen of Total Communications Group. How are you doing, ladies? We're great. We are great for February in Canada. <laughs> Wish we were doing this podcast from a tropical island, but that's all right. <laughs> well, look, we all worked recently together on um, a campaign, and it got me thinking, hey, why not do a podcast about PR campaigns that involve high-profile people, including government representatives or officials and celebrities? Because that's what we did. Catherine, just in a nutshell, do you want to just encapsulate sort of what the, the event was and how it went down? We had a phenomenal event with His Excellency David Johnston, Governor General of Canada, who participated in the release of research on the changing landscape of volunteerism in Canada. We had a sponsor with us, Manulife Financial, who provided the funding for the research, and there was some pretty compelling evidence that this country is changing in terms of its volunteerism, and His Excellency, one of his pillars, is volunteerism and he was there to share in the release of that data. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that we started realizing when we were on this campaign was, boy, there sure is a lot to consider when you're dealing with uh, somebody of uh, uh, that a caliber of talent like His Excellency and certainly also of the caliber of the partners who were involved. And uh, what, what were you, in your view, what were some of the considerations people need to know just in dealing with multiple partners around an initiative like this? Is there anything in particular that bubbled up for you that people should be aware of or uh, on the lookout for? The key thing, and it may sound obvious, is communication. You want to make sure that you're in constant communication with the handlers for whoever that high-profile person is, making sure that they understand how the event is going to unfold. In terms of everything that's going on with the event, um, photographers, what uh, products are going to be produced, and making sure that everybody gets their key messages in and... um, that they get out of the event what they're hoping to. So mm-hmm. it's, it all comes down to communication. Yeah, absolutely. That was Betsy talking, so I'll make sure to intro each of you. One thing we all noticed was, holy cow, the volume of email before <laughs> the event mm. was just getting out of control. Epic. It was epic. <laughs> uh, with all these players involved, uh, emails winging back and forth. You'd leave for five minutes. You'd come back to 50 emails. Yeah. Catherine, what, do, what are your recommendations for everyone dealing with that volume of email when it involves these high-profile people? Oh, honestly, everyone, please think before (laughs) you hit that send button or before you sit down. um, Our fingers are absolutely exhausted, (laughs) and not everyone cares what your opinion might be on something very peripheral to an event. I cannot emphasize enough that... The younger generation, and we're young, Betsy, you know, <laughs> but I want to spank these kids yeah. coming up and their use of, of email and Twittering and warbling. Yeah. 
Settle down. Yeah, okay. So it, to keep it tight, right, Betsy? Well, I, I think there's this tendency to that everybody wants to cover themselves, and we all understand that. Um, and so there's this tendency to want to include everybody in the loop just in case so they can't come back and say, well, hey, I didn't know about this. But it just <laughs> creates so much traffic that, in fact, you're doing yourself a disservice because people will eventually start ignoring you. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you how do you get around that when uh, you know there there's these high profile people involved? I think it's just again keep it tight, only convey what needs to be conveyed via email, and then just pick up the phone. <laughs> or also maybe schedule in once a week uh, a progress meeting or something like that, so you can bring people in and up to date on what's going on. Uh, Graham, you talked a while back about the difference between doing an event with. A governor general of Canada today versus years ago. Right. And I'm thinking as we speak about the use of email, we didn't have mm -hmm. that means of communication years ago. Mm -hmm. And what I find different is that every individual involved in a project like we've just done years ago took res their responsibility very, very seriously, took his or her responsibility very seriously. Um, they were far more likely to make a decision without consulting everyone and there was an element of ease associated with that compared to doing events today. Mm. Today it's a little more cumbersome because people weigh in with opinions because they can. I'm not sure that we're producing better events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This getting more complicated yeah. and we're making it more complicated Very potentially. Good. Uh, so, Betsy, do you have uh, some things that people should know in terms of when you're dealing with a high-profile person on-site, what are the points of consideration? Well, I think that um, whether you're dealing with a celebrity or a high-profile person um, of any nature, that you're essentially dealing with two camps. You've got a security team and then you have the communications team or the handlers and uh, so you want to make sure that the security team has uh, somebody on site who handles the security for that facility and make sure to connect those two people um, and for the communications people and the handlers I would say that most key document that you can come up with that's useful to everybody including security is a scenario document so an event scenario that's minute by minute, step by step, what is going to happen as soon as that celebrity or that high profile person arrives on site? Who, who uh, is doing what? Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? How long is it going to take? And um, do walkthroughs. We can't stress, I'm sure <laughs> Kathy would agree, we, and you Graham too, we did several rehearsals. Uh, we did walkthroughs. Um, don't assume that people know where they're supposed to be at any given time or exactly what they're supposed to do or say. Um, err on the side of giving more information than less, and a scenario document can be invaluable in okay. doing that. In my time at Much Music, we'd always have different international celebrities coming in, and especially in terms of media, we'd always absolutely need to get uh, um, a floor plan in place and, uh, and, and plot out where media were gonna be positioned, not just uh, print, but also photographers, and then present that to the management team for the celebrity so they understood exactly how it was gonna go down, and then do a walkthrough with them when they arrived on site in advance of the celebrity arriving. 
and then of course a schedule of what's going to happen when the celebrity arrives and the point the limo pulls up at the back door to exactly how where they were going to walk through the building and where their green room was going to be and specifically how it was going to be set up and let's not talk about riders because my <laughs> lord but um there, yeah i was going to say what about riders <laughs> but that's a whole other po podcast but um this making clear argentinian beef jerky <laughs> <laughs> this making clear to the management team what they were going to be getting what to expect but at the same time letting media know who arrived on site what they should expect mm -hmm. and what their opportunities were when they were going to be there and I've, I, I literally had photographers sometimes crouch down, you know, in the fetal position, ready to take a photo, but that was okay with them because it was okay with management, and they, they just needed the shot. So it's just making sure everybody's on the same page and then getting ready to corral people who are getting a little bit overly uh, aggressive in terms of needing uh, to capture their editorial content. I, I would add to that as well. Um, I, I would suggest that you not assume that people greeting His Excellency, for example, mm -hmm. or a celebrity, as you've described, Graham, that everyone is outgoing and comfortable. There are a lot of shy people, and I have seen this happen in many occasions with uh, celebrities, high-profile people, where your leadership and your greeters actually shy away and get uncomfortable making conversation. I found it helpful to provide some speaking points mm -hmm. and get some rehearsal before the, the event so that there's a comfort level. Mm -hmm. They can get starstruck. You know, it's very to some common. Degree. Yes. It's yeah. very common. Uh, the other thing on uh, with His Excellency, oh, I might add, his staff are absolutely phenomenal to deal with. Mm -hmm. We Fabulous. had a great time with them. Uh, they couldn't have been more helpful. But it's important to ensure that everyone is understanding what your key messages are going to be at the event mm -hmm. and that there's a little bit of preparation time to um, to carry on a good conversation so that it doesn't look too animated. That's right, that's right. Uh, and also, uh, our, our, we had an audience at our event and uh, certainly we always did at uh, Much Music, a live audience, and uh, there may or may not be an appropriate way for them to engage and of course that all has to be plotted out in advance. At our event, we had it uh, planned out and included as part of the um, the flow and the rundown for the event uh, when and how you know people may be able to ask questions and uh, certainly at uh, MTV or Much Music that was all part of the, the process so uh, the celebrities would have expected that um, but certainly they uh, would want to be prepped in advance and building time for that to happen with your uh, production team. Well Kathy could um provide some expertise. She is the master when it comes to making sure that uh, the right photo is taken with uh, your client <laughs> and Jeez. the celebrity or the high-profile person. So yeah, Betsy is very diplomatically <laughs> describing what is probably an obnoxious trait. But I firmly believe you never get these moments back again and they have to be captured, I believe, in a photograph. And I am thrilled when you do an event with His Excellency, as we did, and you get photographers there because he's a very magnanimous person and the exchange that you can see just between him and, and the people, the volunteers he was dealing with, was just wonderful. He expresses 
the, the good person that he is so beautifully in a photograph. However, this whole starstruck issue and security, security was extremely tight at this event. Mm -hmm. Photographers were not able to get close to the Governor General. And so there were episodes where I remember lying across five or six chairs, getting out of the shot, but <coughs> ensuring that this young girl shook hands with the Governor General. And I said, don't look at me, look at him, and whispered, mm -hmm. but we did get a good shot. Yes. You can't you you can't replace um, a yeah. value a photograph yeah. and Kathy, it's not a thousand words. Kathy is Kathy's the master at making the photo opportunity. And and so she she physically she practically picked up the young child like a sack of potatoes and plunked her down in a chair and managed to corral the photographers and get the governor general over and she made the shot happen and it was brilliant and it would not have yeah. happened had she not just taken the initiative to do so. And I think that's what it comes down to. I wouldn't recommend you always do that spontaneously, <laughs> but uh, there's, I, I, for instance, in all, in the, generally speaking, uh, Don't grab the queen. No, like don't grab. Obama, <laughs> for example. <laughs> but I would have built that into as well in, uh, as part of the pre-planning process with the management team or wh whoever you're dealing with uh, as part of the talent team, that you know the, this needs to happen in advance. Uh, yeah. Frame it out. If there needs to be branding included in the shot, do it in a way that a photo editor is not just going to crop it out. You know, obviously there's you know there's some considerations there. So, but again, I think it's all part of the pre-planning process, thinking it through from start to finish. What are the points that you can't just you can't just roll with it when it's celebrities, per se. It's got to be very planned out, and, and so nobody gets their knickers in a knot. And it, it uh, all comes back yeah. to, I think, what we were saying at the top, which is managing expectations, sure. telling people, asking them, what, how are you envisioning this is going to happen? And you sometimes are surprised that people have different expectations or they anticipate something different, and if you discuss it ahead of time, it can just eliminate headaches later on. Make sure everybody's on the same page, and you'll be good to go. And Betsy, that was such a good way to close the podcast, actually. Well, so I want to thank you for coming <laughs> up with that. And thanks to everybody for listening uh, to this week's edition of The Voice. Uh, you can uh, tune in uh, anytime and see all the latest happenings for the IABC in Ottawa at http colon slash slash ottawa.iabc.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good week. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio at the Coat Factory. 